This is the Financial Compass with Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Matthew provides his clients and prospects with the information that they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Matthew Brunner to help you find your financial direction. Hello and welcome to the Financial Compass. My name is Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates LTD or Compass in Fairfield, Connecticut. If you'd like more information about what you hear during today's show, give us a call 800-339-9252 or you can visit us online at compass-ltd.com. While you're at the website, click on the radio section of the page. You can check out past shows. You can subscribe to our program on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify. And please don't hesitate to reach out to us with questions or to set up a virtual or face-to-face meeting. For millions of people, life insurance is a tool that will allow family members to pay bills, go to college, or even support a family business if the insured person passes away. And ultimately, the thinking is, if you're the beneficiary on a life insurance policy, you have some degree of protection for your financial future. But before we get into our topic today, let me introduce you to my co-host, Tony Two Times Shore. Tony, how you doing today? Oh, oh, oh Matt, oh, two time. That's not good. You're not a two timer. No, you just you like to do things at least twice to make sure you get them right. Well, sometimes. I wanted to run through this show last week just to just to make sure we had it down. Uh, why record it? Why not do a dry run through without recording it? to see how it feels and then go back a week later. I think that's a good yeah. a good way to do the podcast, <laughs> Matt, and thanks for reminding me. The little lights aren't twinkling, Clark. I know that, Art, and thanks for noticing. Um, Matt, I'll tell you what, it's funny because before the show, it's not funny, but before the show we were talking about close calls and near-death yeah. experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you've had a family member very recently, uh, have a close call and that brings us to life insurance, how important it is and how we never know what's going to happen and when, and, you know, we have to be prepared and be insured, but a lot of people have misconceptions about life insurance. You know what I mean? It, it's one of those mm-hmm. topics that I think people, everybody thinks they know a little bit about it. I mean, someone passes away. And then their beneficiaries receive a financial payout. I mean, that sounds simple enough, but like so many other elements of our financial lives, I know if you dig a bit below the surface, you'll discover that uh, life insurance is quite a bit more complicated than that, isn't it? Ah, uh, you're absolutely right, Tony. And so, yeah, let, let me really just touch on what you said really quick. Close calls. It's beyond a close call. You, I, you've seen the picture. This happened within an and in the last hour, uh, my mother's there, there's a tropical storm coming up the coast and my mother was heading home to try and get it home before the storm. And on the front side of the storm, a tree fell across the car, uh, crushing it. And she came out relatively unscathed, some scratches on her elbow. Uh, Which we don't know how if you saw this picture. It's unbelievable. A, yeah, a ginormous tree, it. as I like to call it. I think that's the scientific term, ginormous. It, it is. That it is completely the crushed the car and right where the seat is, like right behind the yeah. hood. Like, 
yeah the top and the i it's crushed i don't understand how she walked away from that now it looks like what the, the car looks like what it would look like after it was done being compacted professionally in a way with the tree did to it. Like yeah, it you expect it to be flattened and put onto a, like a barge and shipped somewhere at this Speaking point. Speaking of the vacation movie, if you saw the first one, when yeah. he brings his old car in to trade for the new one yes, and then the, the new one isn't what he wanted. So he demands the old car back. It's been flattened. That's what yeah. this car looks like. So, so if I'm a little off today, everyone, I apologize. Um, I'm still a little shaken up from what happened, but uh, regardless, I, let's get back on topic. I just, I'm not, I didn't tell the story as an excuse, but kind of. Well, uh, no, I think it's really good to talk about it. And I wasn't sure you wanted to talk about it. So I kind of yeah. just jumped right into the topic, but it is amazing. And if you don't believe miracles happen, uh, yeah. if you see this picture, and then you realize not one broken bone. You're like, oh yeah, that's a miracle. Yeah, I don't. I just it makes no sense. Um, but if it, I'm I'm glad it makes no sense. I would yes. rather <laughs> you'll <laughs> accept that. Yeah, I will accept that wholeheartedly right now. Um, so yeah, let's get on topic here. Uh, so where so in life insurance, let's get start here. It's important to know what will happen if you're the beneficiary of a life insurance policy today. I didn't get the I didn't have to find that out. Fantastic. Uh, a recent Forbes article: Ten things life insurance beneficiaries should know. It has some excellent insight into this topic. Uh, the first thing a beneficiary should know is that they don't need a physical copy of the policy to make a claim. It's especially important point because after someone you care about has died. Really, the last thing you need is the stress of trying to track down that life insurance paperwork. After all, many people purchase a life insurance policy years before their passing, which just increases the likelihood of a policy getting lost in the shuffle. I would recommend if you have a life insurance policy and you have beneficiaries named on it, you may want to let them know. But in case there wasn't good organization, um, this is an important point to understand. But also, like, you know, Offices like ours, a lot of, uh, especially a lot of people associated with gradient securities, um, other have tools. We have what's called the generational vault. It's one of the services we provide for our clients. They can keep these policies in an online depository that you, you know, their beneficiaries can have access to if they grant them that. So you always know where all these things are. So even if it was unorganized at home, it lives there for you. But remember, if you're the beneficiary of a life insurance policy, you only really need to know the name of the life insurance company from there. You can reach out and inform them the policyholder died, and then they'll be able to provide you with a claim form. Wow. Well, that's really good to know. I mean, honestly, Matt, I would have thought that a beneficiary would have to have the actual policy at the ready uh, or a copy to get the process started, but it's a, it's good to know you don't need that. Yeah. It's not like having the German bearer bonds from Die Hard or anything. You don't actually need the paper. You just need to know the company that they're with. <laughs> from Die uh, Ooh, the Germans. I'm so scared. Uh, yeah. And while you don't actually need the policy to file a claim, you will need to provide the life insurance company with the certified copy of the policyholder's death certificate. Once you have that form, you should attach a death certificate to it. From there, you'll be ready to submit the necessary paperwork to make your claim. Well, in my experience, the people handling the funeral arrangements after someone passes, they will secure certified copies of the death certificate on your behalf. And I know that that makes the process a little less stressful, but I also know it's important to get multiple copies of a mm -hmm. death certificate. I've heard horror stories of like people wouldn't stop billing someone. No, they're 
they've passed. Yeah, (laughs) it's 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 very, you know, you the death, the the death certificate, you usually get X amount of copies from the funeral uh, home that takes care of it. If and if they provide them great, if there's a charge for extras, I think that's a couple dollars well spent. You know, two less trips to Starbucks for eight more copies of the death certificate will I can often come in extremely handy and it might not even be in the next month or two. It might be two years down the road. Like you said, when something's still being built and you're like, sorry, you know, and here, here's that copy. So it's a lot easier to have them on hand than to try and get them later. Uh, and it's really good, you know, especially like with the uh, funeral homes, it's really good to have people on your side during those times that, you know, it was grief filled traumatic. Uh, another thing I think our listeners should bear in mind is that life insurance payout is tax free. Now you don't off, you'll often hear me qualify it tax free. And I will repeat it again. Life insurance benefits are tax free for the designated beneficiary. Nice. No, no matter how large the payout amount it is, the, according to that For- Forbes article, you don't have to report life insurance proceeds as income unless the policy was transferred to you for cash or other valuable considerations. So as long as you're the beneficiary of the policy, tax free, and those standards don't apply to most beneficiaries. Yeah, I, I think for a lot of people, the idea of tax free distributions is one of the things that makes a life insurance policy a key part of their overall financial strategy. I mean, you know, both for income and retirement and the legacy you want to leave to your loved one. So what do you have next for us? Another potential factor that people should be aware of is that they might not get the full policy face amount. So as you can probably guess, a policy's face amount is It's simply the number stated on the application. Let's use a million dollars, for example. That face number may not be the amount available to beneficiaries after the insured person's death. If the policy has a cash value or was a cash value life insurance policy, rather, and the policy's owner took withdrawals against the cash value or loans that weren't paid back, the life insurance company will reduce the payout amount according to those. Sure. That that makes sense. I, I mean, depending on the type of policy, if they took money out of the policy, of course, they're going to remove that from the payout. But if they didn't, you will get the full payout. And I'm guessing that wrinkle might have caught the attention of some of our listeners. Mm -hmm. Give us an example of this. Okay, so let's say the policy in question had that value of a million dollars, but the policy owner took a $50,000 loan from the cash value, neglected to pay it back before the death. The life insurance payout will be reduced accordingly by $50,000 plus any loan interest. And since the beneficiary may not even know about the policy, let alone the policy's owner's actions, this might come as a big surprise to people. Well, it would. And you don't like surprises. So I recommend folks work with a trusted professional like yourself. And let's take a minute here to let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you to set up that complimentary, no cost, no obligation consultation. Sure. It's simple. You can call us 800-339-9252, or you can visit us online at compass-ltd.com. All right. That sounds good. Now we're talking about what we need to know about life insurance. And then you've talked about a number of things. Where do you want to take us next? Uh, let's say, let, let's go to this, uh, the Forbes article, they were talking about uh, the, the 10 things life insurance beneficiaries should know. The next thing they address fact that a company will only pay the people listed as beneficiaries. So simply put, a life insurance policy is a contract. Insurance companies bound to pay only the beneficiaries who are listed on the policy. Doesn't matter if heirs or beneficiaries are named in a will or other important document, the life insurance contract supersedes all of them. So what that means in the end is that if a person argues that they deserve money from a life insurance payout and are going to file a claim, words, 
Those words are absolutely meaningless unless they're specifically listed on the insurance policy. So you can't have another claim inside the estate to that policy. Right. And as we've mentioned, uh, you've mentioned before on the show, and this is one thing I learned from you that I think is key that our listeners need to know about, and that's beneficiary designations on their accounts. Uh, they take precedent over even a will. Whoever mm -hmm. is listed as that beneficiary, doesn't matter if it's somebody you listed 20 years ago when you you know, took out the policy or uh, set up the account, that person is going to be the beneficiary of that account. Uh, and nothing you do in the meantime uh, will change that unless you change the actual beneficiary. If you say, I want to leave every in your will, I want to leave everything to my first son. Uh, but the beneficiary policy has your ex-wife on it. Your ex-wife gets the money. Right. Sure does. Sure yeah. does. So, yeah, it's important to do a beneficiary review. That's one of those things you can take advantage of in that complimentary consultation. We do bring those policies. We can review them, see what, who's listed, if there's any updates you need to make. Yeah. Uh, doing beneficiary reviews reg relatively regularly, certain after any major life changes is a great idea. When it comes to contracts, doc and documentation, things of that sort, you should also know that, you know, if you, one of the beneficiaries of life insurance policy, if someone is, they don't have the right to know who other beneficiaries are. So maybe that ex-wife and the son are on there. Neither one gets to know that. The life insurance contract dictates the percentage payout to each of the names beneficiaries. And accordingly, it's possible that after you file a claim, you'll find out you're just one of multiple beneficiaries. And naturally, you're going to want to know who the other beneficiaries are or unnaturally. It depends on your personal philosophy, but the life insurance company will keep that data private. And along those same lines, if you're not the policyholder, you aren't going to be able to find out the beneficiaries of someone else's policy. Yeah. And again, I want to throw this out there. A lot of folks, if they don't, have, they're like, hey, I don't care about beneficiaries or uh, maybe I'm not sure who to put as a beneficiary because I, you know, my spouse maybe is deceased. I don't have any children I want to leave the money to. So I'm offering up my name. If you yeah. need somebody to put in that beneficiary designation, that's Anthony Thomas Shore. Uh, you just put that in there. And uh, that's that's my little contribution, uh, my way to help our listeners if they need that. Yeah. And then, then, they, then they just need to let you know the name of the insurance company, right? That we went over that before. <laughs> You don't need the policy. I'm I'm kidding, but seriously, of course you are. What you're what you're saying is interesting. I mean, a lot of people I bet have tried to figure out who else is getting a piece of a life insurance payout or see if they are. But the the financial data is private for good reason. I'm sure. Of course it is. Yeah, you you know a lot of it, enough people don't talk about these things with the people that matters to the most. They certainly don't need everyone else in the world knowing, right? right? So yeah, along those same lines, it's possible you won't know if a policy in which you're a beneficiary is lapsed. If the policy owner stopped making payments and let the policy lapse, there won't be a payout to collect. Ouch. Uh, yeah. So, you know, it's one of those things you don't count your chickens before they hatch kind of rule. Somebody right. you heard somebody put you as a beneficiary on the policy. Uh, if the payment stopped recently, though, because the policy owner was maybe ill during the last months of their life, you may be able to pay the back premiums and then file your claim. Wow. OK. So if yeah. you don't know if you're a beneficiary, will life insurance companies try to find you? <laughs> it's not like TV. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, the, they won't necessarily know if one of their customers has died. Uh, if you know you're the beneficiary, you should let the company know that the policyholder has died. Uh, there are some recent settlements in certain states and insurers are now obligated to routine 
and we check for the deaths of policyholders. And they typically do that by checking their policyholders against a government database of deaths. Uh, and I don't want to make a bad joke during an election year, but, you know, government databases of populations don't always work so great. So it's no. good to know if you're, yeah, you <laughs> may, you may want to let the, let the insurance companies know. So it, instead of waiting years or ha expecting someone to just knock on your door and say, Oh, by the way, you're a long lost uncle. Yeah. Yeah. Turns yeah. out some other country hacked us. Probably, yeah. probably <laughs> Canada. Uh, I'm uh, but one of the thing, uh, one of the things I am curious about, Matt, is how the actual payout works. I mean, will a check arrive in the mail, or will somebody show up at my door with a briefcase full of cash? Maybe a combination of the two, Tony. <laughs> no, I, I, I can say with pretty ab. Well, let's say I can't say pretty absolute. I could say with absolute confidence that a briefcase full of cash won't be part of the equation. Uh, you'll likely have choices when it comes to the payout, though. So for many people, lump sum payments going to be the most attractive option. A lot of life insurance companies, though, do offer beneficiary choices beyond the lump sum payment. There's a common option, installment payments that are paid out in equal amounts during a certain set uh, period, you know, perhaps five or 10 years. Regular payments for the rest of your life is another frequent option, but much like it does with an annuity, the insurance companies offers uh, they offer regular payments for the rest of the beneficiary's life. But beware that once the beneficiary dies, the payments stop, regardless of whether the original death amount has been paid in full. So another really good reason to be working with a financial professional to figure out the best way for your particular situation to receive the payment from the company. Yeah, and that's good information. So. I'm sure this is another question a lot of our listeners are probably curious about, and that's how long does it typically take to receive the payout? Great question. Uh, and once you've submitted the paperwork, which is your claim form and a copy of the certified death certificate, your payout will likely happen pretty quickly. In some cases, the payout could arrive in as little as a week. Pretty good rule of thumb, though, is to expect your money within about 30 days. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, I, I'm surprised it's that quick, to be honest. Uh, why don't we let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you and set up that complimentary consultation one more time? Sure. Call 800-339-9252. Or if you want to be super tech savvy, go online, compass-ltd.com and check us out there. Uh, and you can request an appointment right through the website. All right. And you've been telling us about what we need to know about life insurance, Matt. It's been an eye-opening conversation so far. What do you have next for us? Uh, so uh, the final topic I want to let's maybe switch gears a little bit just pivot here a little bit uh, focus on some of the pros and cons of actually purchasing life insurance so Investopedia there was a recent article there is life insurance a smart investment and it presents a pretty darn full picture about what buying life insurance can do for your overall financial strategy uh, life insurance generally falls into two categories permanent and term term life insurance is similar to auto insurance something that my mother will be uh, painfully aware of here uh, today uh, yeah uh, you pay a certain amount each month and if something bad happens uh, uh, the benefits paid out and life insurance like, let's say a uh, giant tree falls on your, falls car, on your car while you're driving while you're driving that uh, yeah yeah. Um, it, but, you know, life insurance, you know, though the bad case scenario is you die. That's the only way you get your money in a, uh, you know, your payout from the term policy uh, for straight payout for term. If something bad doesn't happen during the agreed upon term, then you don't receive any benefit. You're probably glad something bad didn't happen. It's not there are some uh, riders you can put into term policies, return a premium, et cetera. Although, you know, there's the time cost of money there. But uh, 
Conversely, permanent life insurance has an investment element and allows the policyholder to build some cash value. And the cash value component may provide ways to invest and borrow this pool of money. Some people refer to permanent life insurance as kind of like a forced savings in a way. Sure. And what does the article say about permanent life insurance? Well, one of the things you should consider when it comes to permanent life insurance is that you get tax deferred growth, which means you don't have to pay taxes on any interest, dividends, or even capital gains on the cash value piece of your life insurance policy until you withdraw the proceeds. However, certain tax benefits already exist with retirement accounts like say IRAs, 401ks, 403bs. So if you're already maxing out your contributions to those kind of accounts, you may want to consider maybe some permanent life insurance options. Right. Does permanent life insurance come with any time requirements? Uh, You can keep most policies through the age of 120, that young age of 120, (laughs) as long as you're keeping up with your premiums. Uh, I'll be feeling kind of spry, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But so permanent life insurance sometimes touted touted over term insurance because you don't lose your coverage after a set number of years. Uh, Term policies end when you reach the end of the term. For a lot of people, sometimes in their 60s, but if you live to 120, well, you really need a death benefit. And you know, in a lot of cases, the people you originally bought the policy to protect, say your spouse or your kids, uh, they'll either be self-sufficient or, or maybe even perhaps dead at that point. So if you anticipate that people will be financially dependent on you beyond the common length of a term policy, that benefit might hold some uh, appeal to the, to the person themselves. Yeah, that's a great yeah. distinction. So what do you have um, next for us? Oh, next, I have a thank you. Thank you for qualifying that as a great distinction. Uh, uh, but uh, so uh, an- another thing about permanent life insurance that some people find to be a positive is that you can often borrow against the policy's cash value. Now, on the other hand, if you put money into a 401k or some similar product, want to take the money out for something other than retirement, you may have to pay penalties. Be aware, though, that it may not be wise to dip into your retirement savings for anything other than your actual retirement. Rarely is it. Uh, additionally, when you borrow money from your permanent life insurance policy, interest will accrue on until the money's repaid. And we kind of touched on that earlier. You might not get the full face amount. That's kind of where it comes into play there. Yeah. Important safety tip. Don't cross the streams. Thanks, Egon. Um, <laughs> uh, additionally, yes, uh, that's permanent life insurance. Walk us through some of the pros and cons of term life insurance. So, okay. So when you buy a term life policy, your premiums go to secure a death benefit for your beneficiaries. Term life insurance, unlike permanent, doesn't have any cash value and therefore it doesn't have an investment component. If you're still alive when your term ends, the policy lapses and you and, you and your beneficiaries don't receive any money. I, I think it's important to remember that when it comes to term life insurance, you're paying a fairly small premium in exchange for the knowledge that should you die, the people you love or care about will receive a potentially sizable death benefit, especially for the uh, premium that you're paying. Okay. Uh, Provide Uh, us with an example of term life insurance. Well, sure. Since you put it that way, Uh, a non-smoking 30 year old woman in excellent health may be able to get a 20 year term policy with a death benefit of say a million dollars for around $480 per year. Now, if that person were to die at 49 after paying 19 years of premiums, their beneficiaries would receive a million dollars tax free even though she's only paid a little over $9,000 in premiums. Wow, I want to meet and become friends with this person. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, 
Ter- now, so term life insurance may prove to be an excellent investment should your beneficiaries ever have to use it. Uh, of course, if you're in the majority group whose beneficiaries will never file a claim, it will have been a negative return on your investment, even if you get some of those uh, premiums back because you haven't really earned any interest on that. But at least strictly financially terms, negative return. But as we've discussed a few minutes ago, how much is your peace of mind worth? And that's where a big piece of that term c- can cover that. Yeah, that's what insurance is all about. How about an example of a permanent life insurance? Okay, so say she bought permanent, a million dollars whole life policy from the same company. She'd pay a little over $9,000 in that same thing. Let's say $9,370 annually. What would that extra cost equate to in cash value? After five years, the guaranteed cash value would be just under $20,000 with you know, almost $47,000 paid in premiums. Now, after 10 years, the cash value would be over 65,000 with 93,000 plus paid in premiums. Then after 20 years, the guaranteed cash value is $181,000 with $187,000 paid in premiums. So you can see that kind of starts to level out over time and have some cash value in there. You still have the million dollar death benefit. The downside, the same money invested in a way that allows for market return could grow faster. That's why before I said it's kind of like forced savings where there's not as high of a rate of return. But that's why you talk again, talking to a financial services professional can help determine which options fit best with your retirement and legacy goals, your risk tolerance, your overall financial picture. Yeah, that's what it's all about. And this has been a great episode, but we're out of time. Is there anything else you want to add, Matt, before we have to go? Yeah. Get home before the storm starts. Yeah. Uh, No matter what the storm is, uh, always plan to leave a couple minutes earlier than maybe you thought you should have. Uh, In this case, I'm I'm glad maybe she didn't leave two seconds later uh, because that might have been way worse. Um, uh, But, you know, off that topic, if you have any other questions financial uh, about your financial strategy, call us or visit the website. You can go to compass-ltd.com. You can call the office 800-339-9252. And hey, if you come on the right day, you might have a chance to meet the lady who survived, the the miracle woman who got out of that car. Um, she, she might be at the office that day. So um, if you're into if you're into meeting the people who have survived miracles or by a miracle, she might be there. Uh, but, wow. uh, more important, more importantly, the the initial consultation. It's complimentary. There's no cost. There's no obligation. We could sit down. We could do, you know, talk about beneficiary reviews, life insurance strategies, or is life insurance even the right thing when there's other things that may be a better fit for you, but never count any, any piece of the financial spectrum out. Make sure we just want to make sure that they're the right fit for your unique situation. The best way to get that started is to reach out to a financial services professional. Again, you can call us 800-339-9252 or compass-ltd.com. All right. Sounds great. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of the Financial Compass with our host, Matthew Brunner. Thank you for listening to the Financial Compass. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Matthew Brunner at Comprehensive Planning Associates. Call 800-339-9252 
or visit their website at compass-ltd.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Insurance products and services, fee-based financial planning, and investment advisory services are offered by Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD. Compass, a registered investment advisor in the state of Connecticut. Securities are offered by Gretchen Brunner and Matthew Brunner through Gradient Securities, LLC, Arden Hills, Minnesota, 866-991-1539. Member FINRA, SIPC. Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass, and Gradient Securities, LLC are not affiliated companies. Gradient Securities, LLC, and Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. Please refrain from posting reviews of your experience as this may be considered testimonials and are prohibited by the Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC. Like should not be considered a positive reflection of the investment advisory services offered by Gradient Securities, LLC, GS, and or their investment advisor representatives.